Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jorge Castillo from the LA Times is going to join us coming up in about 15 minutes from right now. Talk a little Dodger baseball, get you ready for uh, the playoffs. It's about three weeks away, Slee. Dodgers are actually a really good piece this morning in the uh, LA Times on Julio. So be good to uh good to chat with them about Dustin that. Dustin May tonight uh against the Giants. Um now would be a good night to pitch well. Now would be a good night for you to convince me to uh put you in the rotation or at least let me feel pretty good about having that bullpen gate swing open and you coming out of it and knowing that you're gonna throw the ball over the plate. Tonight's a good night to start that stuff. Just, yeah. Just throwing that out there. After that after his first start back where he looked so good, he looked so dominating, was in command of every pitch. Since then, it's definitely been, you know, a question mark. So he's only got a couple more opportunities before the playoffs start. See how he does. Yeah, probably two or three. Yeah. And not, not a ton of them along the way. Emily, bonus asks Slee. Oh, yeah, bonus asks Slee. So this is from John Day, Huntington Beach of Fullerton. And he says, since it's uh, TFP's birthday, Francis and Glendale's birthday, will you finally admit we voted for the wrong caller for the Mandy's? Hashtag asks Slee. <laughs> Happy birthday, Francis. TFP celebrating a birthday today, huh? Yes. All right. Feel uh feel Happy left out without uh, Francis. We haven't heard from him in a while. He he tweets. We, yeah, we, he's been in some assilies. He he's he's a, a, a participant. He he's, doesn't call as much as he used to. He's uh, a fantastic participant. Either one of them would have been fantastic. Either one of them. Hey, I mean, to be honest, I I just want I just want the guy back. Yeah, of course. Better content is a better show. Yeah, Francis brings great content. Yeah, and maybe he'll make us get a, a Mandy for the Ashley segment this year. Who knows? Maybe. I, I, look, I, I feel like we have two chances you gave now. Give me an autograph Woj uh, card. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I feel now. we got a we got a couple of chances at a Mandy. We have a Mandy at Ashley, okay. and we have a Mandy on Ask King. Because, or is it, Hey King? Hey King. It's, it's Hey King. Hey King. I got hey that King. wrong yesterday too when I went on with those guys. Um, they're just kind of doing our thing there so if they win then they might then we get like i, so wait, I feel like so we got ownership in that. is this a cap thing yeah okay apparently his, his uh, kids call him king it's hey, very king, flattering hook to, me uh, up. to have them copy us it's, it's an homage if oh, you right. will yes. Yes? Yes. yes is that the is it homage yeah. homage with how do we say that word that's an homage homage yes. <laughs> we all got 15 hours a week to fill up time people think you're in the cia sleep because you did wouldn't answer the uh combo question <laughs> I really did confuse myself. It was, it was an awful, awful performance. The, this is from Aaron Palmer. Could have After just the, said a tostada. I could have said a flauta. There, I could have said there's there plenty of other things I could have just said. After the Mexican combo question, I'm convinced Lee works for the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> why would why? Okay, so here's the question: Why would a CIA agent need to keep his Mexican food order a secret? <laughs> this is the part I don't understand. Maybe to hide that he was in Mexico for a long period of time <laughs> and that he was it. really knows the the details of the song. He's got deep knowledge of like Mexican menu items that no one else knows. He's like, hey, have you okay, spent one, a lot of time one, in Acapulco in the '60s? Uh, I, one I, thing, I one thing about combo plates. You always get combo plates, or no? Uh, not always, but frequently. So the rice and beans is what kills me. It's a lot of carbs. Well, it's and it's like I I start off with those. I already had chips and salsa and guacamole as well. By the time I actually get to my damn dish, but I I never say 
you know what? No, I don't want the rice not. and beans. No, you know why? Because in your head, you're always like, oh, I'm just going to have a little bit of it. Oh, for sure. You tell yourself that lie. Yeah. And then you take the bowl of salsa and you drizzle it on a little bit of both and you mix it together. It's a great way to do that. Throw a few jalapenos in. Here's a good trick. Yeah. And I'm not saying I do it often, but when, to your point, when you just, okay, I literally can't eat another bite and there's still a whole pile of rice and beans on the plate, keeps really well. It keeps, you can get the little to-go box, throw that in the fridge the next day. It's a, yeah, it's a, a, it's a night, and sometimes they'll melt the, uh, the the cheese on top of the beans. Just saying, it's a, I went. It's a, it's I a good next day item. There was remember that time I told you I'm grabbing dinner with Trevor, Trevor Lane, right? Oh yeah. So we go, and I I got a carne asada burrito. I like getting carne asada burritos, but it came with beans and rice on the side. There was also beans and rice in my burrito. I'm like, guys, <laughs> what am I? How much? You just should How much beans rice. and rice could I possibly eat? <laughs> The answer is a lot. A lot, right? Look, who says no? Who says no? All right. Schedule come. When does the NFL schedule come out? It comes out like uh, usually mid July. No, is it? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about uh. right. Somewhere in July, and you look at it, you're like, ooh, they get the Bills opening week. Oh my gosh, the back end of that Rams schedule is loaded. They got the Raiders, they got the Chargers, they got the Packers, they got the Bucks, they've got the Chiefs. These are all real games that they have in the second half of the season. Um, they get. Uh, all these different matchups that are, are really difficult. And then you start to say, okay, they got Carolina. That one you feel pretty good about. Saints, kind of a toss-up. We'll see how that goes. And you see Atlanta in week two, which is coming up on Sunday. Yep. And you're like, okay. that that If you had to bet your car on what's the game that the Rams are going to win, that's the one you probably sure, circle. Sure. Yeah. Feels a little different all of a sudden, doesn't it? Atlanta has a decent opening act against um, the Saints. The Saints. Mm-hmm. They blow a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter. Marcus Mariota looks okay. Cordero Patterson looks pretty good. That defense looks pretty good. And now all of a sudden, because the Rams were as bad as they were against the Bills, this feels like almost, I don't want to say a must win, because if they if it doesn't go their way on Sunday, I don't think the season is over. But it is vitally important that they show up and have a sense of urgency that not just that they win the game, but play like the game is incredibly important. It's kind of funny to <clears throat> observe you over these last Closer it gets, the less I like it. <laughs> well, because, okay, look, going into the game against Buffalo, it's a, man, it's a great matchup, right? I think everybody was really looking forward to that opening night. Of course, they're going to get there. The Super Bowl banner is going to go up. And then the game actually happens. And you really kind of notice, by the time Friday came around, you're like, damn, there's some real holes here. There And, and these aren't holes of... That just one individual player didn't play bad, and that had a trickle effect. No, you got a your offensive line. You had a lot of question marks. Your defense didn't look nearly as good as you were hoping for. Jalen Ramsey in particular. Jalen Ramsey in particular. You you started looking at holes that I feel like listening to you for the last week. I would think that this game coming up first. I don't think you're wrong to be hyping it up the way you are because I do think. And, and don't get me wrong. I think they're going to win. Yeah. And and I think that they're going to win decisively. But mm-hmm. I don't feel like I felt about it a week ago. But I could tell that there is this, you guys are going to win, right? Like, <laughs> That's perfect. You're going to take care of business, right? You're going to make me feel better, right? Everything's okay, right? Like, there's a little bit of that. That Who would have thought that was the conversation right. in week two of the NFL season? I'm more on the, I think they'll be fine. I, I, I could see where there's some concern, but I don't really, really highly doubt we're walking in on Monday morning and we're too. talking about a even a close game. Even if it's 27-24, I'd be surprised. I would. Now, if if that's not the case, it's not the case. Uh, if it is the case, 
then it is a case, but I, that that would he, surprise me. Here, here's why it changed as quickly as it did. The areas that you thought might be problematic are, and they're actually more problematic than you anticipated, right? So the offensive line was the question coming in for this group. Andrew Whitworth is doing TV. Uh, Austin Corbett is in Carolina. It's two-fifths of your starting uh, five offensive linemen, okay? Joe Noteboom is in. We think he'll be okay. He wasn't, okay? And not only was he not very good, he's also now nursing an injury. Your center, Brian Allen, one of the few guys who actually played halfway decently in the opener, he's down. He's not going to play at all. Now your right guard, the guy that you were – he was the last guy to earn a starting spot that you had the Logan Bruss, who was your number, uh, your top draft pick. He's down for the season. Now Coleman Shelton, who was fighting for a spot, is now your center. Tremaine Ankrum, who was down on the death chart, is now your starting right guard. The thing that was already a problem has gotten worse mm. in one week. This, this wasn't a situation where, hey, we went up against Buffalo and Matthew Stafford made a bad decision at the end of the game and we lost. You can kind of say, he's not going to make that decision again. We'll be fine. This was, hey, the offensive line might be a problem. Ooh, 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 ooh. That is a problem. Ooh, ooh, it's getting worse. That's why I feel the way that I do right now. Because the thing that was potentially problematic is and even more than I anticipated. Let, That's the trouble. Hypothetically, play Sunday. They lose again. They lost 27-24. On Monday, what are you saying? That their season is on the line against the Arizona Cardinals. Re re really? Jesus. Re no, I get it. Because, I, I because, understand where you're coming here, from. Here's what it is. The Cardinals play the Raiders. The Super Bowl freaking champs. Hey. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what else are you going to say? Because the, the Cardinals play the Raiders in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Okay? Odds are Raiders going to win that game. That means Arizona's 2-0. Or, excuse me, 0-2. The Rams, under your scenario, would be 0-2. You have two teams that were in the playoffs last year, one team that won the Super Bowl last year, playing against each other in week three. Neither one of them have won a game. Whoever loses that game is out. You know, Maybe not mathematically speaking, but for all intents and purposes, they're out. So what would be a much better solution to that problem is don't be 0-2 going into that game. Yeah, yeah. Find a way to get it done. Matthew Stafford, throw it to Allen Robinson. Jalen Ramsey, cover somebody. Block somebody up front. Aaron Donald, go tear Mariota's head off. Yep. Let's go do that and put this entire thing And McVay, thing do your thing too. Right? Mm-hmm. What's his thing? Like, in, in your estimation, what do you think? Like, Because I don't get the sense that he wasn't ready. The game plan wasn't great, but the 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 pop, the snap, the juice, the effort, the, the urgency, it wasn't there. I almost feel like some of the guys – Distract is not the right word, but um, usually a Sean McVay team is is crisp. Crisp. It's clean. It's everybody's on the same page. It's let me make some adjustments when I need to. It's not perfect, but it doesn't need to be perfect. That's what I'm referring to on that. I, I thought I thought there were moments in that game where and McVay mentioned it after the game. What he 54 times said, "It's on me. It's on me," which I love, but you know. There wasn't much detail other than no, it's and, and that's kind of his default um, yep. response after a tough game. When you how when you were in the CIA, what was the favorite place that you went to be yeah. stationed? Was it Europe, Africa, Central yeah. America? Like what what was your spot? Uh, South America. Yeah. What, yeah did, what did you like about that? Yeah, it's just uh, it's incredibly important that nobody knows that that's where I was stationed. You would be a decent secret agent because you have some language skills. You 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 are multilingual. You could you could kind of blend, you're you're very good at assimilating into spots. You like to travel. You you like to 
um, enjoy local customs. And if see, anybody, local if anybody gets like a just any thought of, hey, I don't think this guy is the guy he's saying it is. I'd fold shop. <laughs> Like, you don't have hey, any are scars. you in the CIA? You don't yes. Have any, like tattoos that we can see. So like you, you're not like identifiable in that way. Like you're not like oh that guy has that weird scar on his chin. I like know? the. Are you in the CIA? <laughs> yep. Yes, I am. I am. What do you want to? I know? am. You want to uh, go get a cup of coffee? Or? You know what needs to happen? We need to be at like a. We could go grab a beer or something. And like two guys on the other side of the bar end up getting in a fight. And you go up there to kind of break it up. And the next thing you know, you're doing like John Wick stuff to <laughs> knock these guys on their butts. <laughs> like, that's what I want to see. I just want to see you just kicking ass out of nowhere. And then just very calmly going back to your if table I, and saying, can I get you another beer truck? <laughs> like, that's that's what I'd like to if see. If I could, you would have already seen it. <laughs> I would definitely want to see it. Jorge Castillo from the LA Times talking a little Dodger baseball. It's coming up next on Travis Lee. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Dodgers are locked into the National League West title. They are in the playoffs for the 10th consecutive year. They have won the division for nine out of the last 10 years. And now we got about three weeks to figure out what it is they're going to do and who they're going to play uh, in the opening round of the DS. Joining us right now is Jorge Castillo from the LA Times. Jorge, appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks so much. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Jorge, we'll, we'll go just read the uh, the front here of the LA Times in the sports section. I'm going to read off the title, and if you could just explain to listeners, I, I think it's a fascinating article. I think it's so interesting. It says, 10 eye surgeries by age 10 – how Julio beat the odds to become the Dodgers' ace. Um, can you talk a little bit about this? I think it's such an interesting story and some of the background there on Julio. Yeah, you know, um, a lot has been talked about Julio, right? The idea, you know, a lot of about him being from Culiacan, uh, Mexico. Um, the fact that, you know, he has a bad eye. Uh, the fact that he was a phenom. And he came in and he debuted as a teenager, 19 years old, for the Dodgers. Youngest starting pitcher in postseason history. A lot, you know, a lot of it has been made of him, but... Uh, not a lot about like actually, you know, where he's from and his childhood and his upbringing and you know his history with the eye and stuff. So I just set out. I went to Culiacan recently with a photographer, and uh, we yeah, we just set out to figure out you know more about Julio, um, his past, his upbringing, his childhood, where he's from, because obviously Culiacan Sinaloa has a lot of uh, you know uh, notoriety for different reasons. And you know, I just that's what we did, and uh, we found out a lot about uh, Julio's you know. Um, upbringing that wasn't really out there, you know, the, the constant eye surgeries, the 12-hour bus rides to get those eye surgeries. Um, they had the bus, that bus once was uh, 
was robbed at gunpoint by a couple guys, the entire uh-huh. bus, everyone on the bus. Um, yeah, you know, just where he played, the fact he dominated in like every youth league with basically one eye. Um, you know, the trauma that came with you know having the the you know the bad eye and growing up getting bullied and all that stuff. So that's what we did. We went down there recently, spent a couple of days with his family, uh, watched him pitch against the Marlins with his family at his family home, his parents' house uh, with his brother and his parents and his mm. grandparents and aunts and. It was a it was a great experience and uh, yeah just try to you know I know a lot of fans here uh, in L A they're in L A because I'm in Vegas right now but uh, there are a lot of fans in L A who love Julio because uh, you know obviously being Mexican and I just wanted to I think we all just wanted to uh, shed light on where he's from any uh, any specific story whether it was written in your piece not written in the piece that you'd like to share like you mentioned a lot of uh, a lot of fans here that are Dodger fans but specifically of Julio well I, I think uh, I mean. It's just uh, he had constant eye surgeries. That to me is, um, you know, the fact he was bullied about his eye and stuff. You know, we, we, we all, we've all been bullied, right? Or, you know, kids making fun of us. And the fact he overcame that, too, you know, he's not only like a good base, he's like the best baseball player at his age in, in Mexico, the entire country, uh, with basically one eye at times, you know. And then, um, and just the fact that, you know, after they won the World Series in 2020, you know, he was obviously the star of the postseason, or one of them, right, alongside Corey Seager and, and Mookie Betts. Um, he went back and he asked the governor of Sinaloa if he could uh, if he could help him, you know, pave the you know the, uh, the roads in, in his grandfather's neighborhood. Wow! Because you know when it rained a lot, it was super muddied and kids like walking in school and you know it was, it was it wasn't great for them. And there was a baseball field actually down the street from his grandfather's house. Uh, there is still that baseball field down the street from his grandfather's house that his grandfather and his brothers, grandfather's brothers, um, built together in the 1960s. Um, they just love baseball and getting to Culiacan, the actual city where the, the stadium was or where the baseball fields were, were was difficult. So they built a stadium, they built a baseball field. And, you know, up until like a couple of years ago, it was a baseball field that Julio's, Julio used when he was back home and his dad used and his, to train little, you know, young, young boys and stuff to practice with them and stuff. And uh, they renovated it, remodeled it. You know, it looks amazing. Um, hopefully some photos do justice uh, that we have online there at latimes.com. And, uh, you know, they, uh, there's grass, there's, you know, seats. They, uh, they, they hosted the Calican, you know, World Series qualification tournament for Mexico. They've hosted a Mexican Winter League preseason games there. And it's this little community outside of um, the urban area of, like, Culiacan. It's called La Iguerida, where, where that's where uh, Julio is from. So a lot of stories, man. I learned a lot about Julio. And not just Julio, but also Culiacan. Um, and you know the people down there and the first thing they say is yeah everyone over there thinks we this place is terrible right and it's like yeah you know i i couldn't there's at least five people who told me like who who would always joke when i told them i was going or that i just got back it's like oh you made it alive or Mm. are you gonna make it alive you know there are a lot of jokes about that and you know that's where julio's from and that's where a lot of other people are from and uh a lot of people who just live ordinary lives going to school and working and all that and i try to we try to portray that there in that story. Jorge Castillo from the LA Times joining us here on the Travis and Sliwa show. Um, staying with Julio for a second, Jorge, wh- what do you think the chances are that he wins the Cy Young? Obviously, there are some other candidates, obviously Sandy Alcantara in Miami, Max Fried in Atlanta, but Julio has to be on the very short list. Do you think he can win the award? I, I think Sandy Alcantara is going to win it. Um, and, you know, as he probably should at this point, just to, you know, the, his innings pitch, complete games. He's just, to me, he's the best, been the best pitcher in the National League, and not taking any, anything away from Julio. Julio is 
the best pitcher on the best team in baseball. And I think that's somehow kind of overlooked mm. um, the fact that he's fulfilled his expectations, right? The expectations that I think everybody had for him six, seven years ago when he, when he showed up to begin with, um, he is, he's is the guy now. He's, he's that guy. And, um, you know, I just think you know, has had a great career, just uh, a great year. And it, it's funny because, you know, Julio last year didn't make the all-star team. I think finished seventh in the Cy Young voting with a 23 record and like a 296 ERA or whatever it was. You know, this year he's even better. <laughs> His ERA is even better. He probably, mm-hmm. he's at, I think, at 16 wins now. So he's pitching tomorrow night, I think, up in, up in San Francisco. So he could finish with, you know, 17, 18 wins. Um, but I just think Alcantara has been the best pitcher in baseball. And Jorge. Julio has been, a, you know, you, yeah. it, it's it's funny to hear you say that when you said it it's like it, I, I knew the number but to hear you say it like that this was a guy that showed up at a very young age with massive expectations dealt with some injuries early and obviously has fulfilled and exceeded the the potential and the expectations that people had from him but when you said he's been here six seven years it feels like he just got here and and yeah, he's he's a made guy in every sense of the word yeah and it's like I feel like people don't quite realize that uh He's the guy that everyone like. He is the guy right now. If you watch him pitch tomorrow night, he is the dominant starting pitcher that everyone wanted to see in 2016 mm-hmm. when he showed up. Um, and Walker, I think we might have lost, lost uh, yeah. Jorge there for a second. Maybe the yeah, Vegas. Oh, the there you back. You're, you're, we lost you there for a second, Jorge. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm here in uh, here in Vegas for the Canelo fight this weekend, so mm. covering that. But. uh Sorry, yeah, I'm in my hotel. Sorry about that, guys. But uh, I'm just saying that, you know, um, you know, between Tony Gonsolin being hurt and Walker Buehler being hurt, you never know what Clayton Kershaw, his injury history, his recent history um, with injuries. Um, you know, Julio's the guy this year. He's, he's their ace. And, um, you know, if the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, Julio needs to be great. Uh, so it's what everyone expected when he showed up, you know, in 2016. Jorge, as far as the rest of this season, and, and obviously we know – after the Dodgers already clinched the NL West, um, their position for the best record in the NL looks pretty much solidified. What what concerns you the most once the postseason starts? Is is the is it as simple as uh, it's Craig Kimbrell or it's who's going to be the third starter? What, whatever the case is, is there something that stands out to you that concerns you right now with this Dodgers team? Because it, it, it's really really tough to find some weaknesses. But of course, once you get into the postseason, anything can happen. Yeah, it's probably the back end of the bullpen. Um, I think starting with, like, you know, obviously we, we just talked about it, right? You know, Walker Buehler is hurt and Tony Gonson is hurt, right? So the, there's a chance that Gonson might, might not be around. But I think they'll figure it out with, you know, you know, figuring out, like, starter, like, bulk of innings, you know, figuring out the first, like, six, seven innings of a baseball game. Um, I don't think they'll have a problem with that, with all the guys that they have. Um, they'll figure out the matchups. You know, we've seen them. They're not afraid to fool around. You know, we saw it last year with Corey Knievel. You think up, they might you know, do that again? You think up. they may start to to goof around with the rotation and openers and all that kind of stuff? Is that on the table too? I I don't think so because um, they haven't done it yet at all this year. So yeah. like, not not too much this year. Um, whereas last year they were experimenting a bit. I think this year what they might do is, you know, you might see uh, Dustin May, you know, Andrew Heaney, um, piggyback situation, that kind of thing, three and three or something. I think they'll, they'll fool around with that kind of thing. Um, but the back end of the bullpen, I think, is, is, is the question mark. And, you know, that's where you can lose – I mean, you can lose series that way. We saw it last year with Julio, right, and in that game against the Braves. They brought mm-hmm. him in in the eighth inning, and uh, they lost. Uh, you know, I think this year, just not having Blake trying to healthy. Um, obviously, I know they're encouraged that he might come back in time and, and contribute. But the fact is, he has not been healthy for months at this point. And Craig Crimble, who's looked good until that other night in Arizona, 
um, has struggled this year. He's looked at recently, but he struggled for most of the year. So I think that's their biggest their biggest question. And the other little, like a minor question I have about them is their infield defense, but I don't mm. think that's going to be make or break. Do you think that the power of Frozen was what was missing in Arizona with Kimbrell? Yeah, I guess the desert doesn't do. <laughs> you have to the, for the Frozen well, right? Yeah, just, melted. Hey, look, we're 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 grasping for straws here on explanations as to why he finally uh, looked like the guy earlier the season. Jorge Castillo, great piece on Julio Rios in the LA Times today. Jorge, appreciate your time today. Thank Thanks you, brother. So much. Hey, no problem. Thank you, guys. You got it. Hey, I would have this on loop in my car, in the clubhouse, wherever you in go, the bullpen, like you said. I said the guy should where, be singing it. Wearing is it earbuds? What are they? What are the things you stick in your ear? Called? AirPods. AirPods. Thank you. Wear one AirPod out there. AirBud is a dog. To, Air, <laughs> AirBud is a dog. He could shoot though. AirBud. AirBud could. could knock down some jumpers along the way. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. ESPN. Hey, guys. Uh, you remember how yesterday was the anniversary of Ozymandias, the uh, third class episode of Breaking Bad? Yep. So I was like, the game was over. I was like, what should I watch now? So I threw on Ozymandias, and I was like, wow, this is so good. Yeah, Ozzy. And then I continued and watched the last three episodes of Breaking Bad uh, through the finale, and I don't regret it. I do regret staying up as late as I did. Yeah, but how long was each one, say, one of those? Did that push you into the night? <laughs> it was like 1230 oh, that oh, I Lord. went to bed. Um, yeah, I, so. I, I am guilty of what she described. Um, I will rewatch old TV shows. I will watch old Seinfeld episodes. Of Seinfeld's an easy one. Mad Men. If I see that flipping yeah. around, I'll, I'll stop and watch a little of that. And Do you, I, have you watched? Have you rewatched any of the Breaking Bad? I have. I've seen the the series a couple of times. I haven't. Um, so one time. But I always feel like I have just absolutely pissed away hours after I do it. Like, why why did I just do that? Effect. Really? I was so happy I no, watched it. It made me so happy. So I, it's also like just watching Better Call Saul, the especially the finale episode with. Granite State is the time where they're both in the little the vacuum bunker. All it was right. so enlightening to what happened in Vertical Salt. Anyway, if you have an inkling, go watch those last three episodes. You won't regret it. So, um, they're apparently, because there's a drought uh, everywhere in the world, I guess, uh, the world's ending, whatever, uh, yep. <laughs> there is going to be potentially a cranberry shortage uh, just in time for Thanksgiving. So, my thought, uh, I said, good. 
Cranberry is the <laughs> least necessary thing at uh, Thanksgiving. Least necessary item at Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, Travis Fetterkat. Um, I I like cranberries, so I'm a I'm a cap on this one. But if you're asking me to, like, if I had to punt on one thing, that might be the thing to punt on. Because you've got to have the turkey, right? It just not even. I don't even really like turkey, but it feels like it's. Can you have? Got to have it. Got to have mashed turkey? potatoes and gravy. Got to have the or potatoes. Like the sweet potato mash thing. I, I hate that. Yeah, thing. I don't love that either. But it feels compulsory. Um, you got to have the dressing slash stuffing. The desserts that have. come on gotta Thanksgiving. Yeah, pumpkin pie. So yeah, pie. cranberry might be the thing to go. Although I do like it. Al. So uh, it's facts for me. I use it the least. It's the last thing I prob. It's the thing I care about least at that table um i just don't really i don't need Do not it. like it at all i just don't care for it it's yeah. like it's give or take i'm not losing any sleep over not having it there so that that one goes for me you may or may not have tried this but here the, the best use of the cranberries is the next day when you spread them on your turkey sandwich yep you put a little of that cranberry sauce on the bread with the turkey and maybe a little stuffing on there too. You moist make that, poi- <laughs> that, that post thanksgiving sandwich with it the cranberries needs the moist that's, yes that's a that big is deal needed uh taylor What's the point of it? Yeah, I I like everything about the Thanksgiving meal besides the cranberry. Uh, the green bean casserole is my favorite. That's I like the too. stuffing, uh, rolls, but green bean or cranberries now. Nah. Green oh, beans, that, Walter, is my favorite. I feel like it has a home there. That's the thing to kick. By the way, you just mentioned it. Rolls. Like there's already ten billion carbs and calories okay. on that plate. I could kick the rolls. That's you make the, the little. You put mashed potato in those rolls. Ooh, that's good. Double and, carb, a carb <laughs> sandwich. Carb it up. Why not? But yeah, uh, green beans, Walter, dunk it as in my gravy uh, and deep fry it. As my family calls green beans casserole. Um, but the thing that will get me for cranberry is uh, I love vodka crayon. So it's like I, I need cranberry juice in there. Um, so I told you guys about how there's a lot of people, extra people in my house. And so I had to break out my – well, I don't have to. I chose to allow one of my air mattresses to be used. But air mattresses never let you have a good sleep. Alan, that's your cap. Fact. Definitely fact. So – I did this when I was out in uh, in Utah, so I got one of those. It's a pad, but it's still, you know, technically it kind of inflates itself, and then you have to finish it off in flight air. If I'm camping, I got no, I got no complaints. I got something, but if I have an option with anything else, I I cannot get a good, I cannot get a good night of sleep with an air mattress. I just really can't. There's nothing I could do. I could try. But it ain't going to happen. Okay. So, back so for me. with that in mind, mm-hmm. if you, Alan Sliwa, as tall as you are and as much as you weigh, can't get a good night's sleep on an air mattress, I yeah, want you to whole think. I one. want you to think what it's like for me. Okay, because no matter how much air you put in that thing, no matter how much air pressure you pump it up with, I immediately compress that three inches down to about an eighth of an inch. Right? It, it's just gone. It makes noise. The worst part about an air mattress is every time you roll over in the middle of the night, yep. it makes that crunching balloon sound that's just terrible. I, I'd rather sleep on the floor than on an air mattress. Taylor? This is Cap. I actually slept on an air mattress this past weekend. I went camping out in Lake Paris, and we didn't even have a, a sufficient pump. You know, it, it Did kinda, you have to go like, old school, like manual blow up? A little bit for a while, but uh, we found some fellow campers I pass that had out. a pump. Borrowed <laughs> it from I, them. I pa- it, 15 <laughs> seconds of breathing into one of those things. I'm like, I can't breathe anymore. But I'm just going to say that I slept harder and better than I have in a long time, actually, on an air mattress. So 
Well, you're the exception to, to the rule. Yeah. <laughs> he got rid of his real mattress. <laughs> <laughs> he deflates it every night, rolls it up, sticks it in the corner. Puts it back in the box and in the closet. Speaking returns it and then buys it the next night as he goes back to bed. I had again. a roommate in college who she refused to buy a mattress. She slept in a hammock every night. So she put a hammock in her room. And slept in a hammock Is every night. Gilligan from Gilligan's <laughs> Island? I mean, what, let's get a bed here. I yeah, have never it was a weird thing. heard of any of that. Yeah, can, can I? Strange. Okay. <laughs> uh, unpop, hot, unpopular take. You ready? Okay. Hammocks are uncomfortable. I know that's like the, the epitome of relaxation where you're swinging and you're yeah. in a little sack or whatever. I yeah, always feel like I'm like being trapped in one of those things. I so hate a hammock. They're better now than they, I think the hammock you're thinking, they got. They sell them now to where it's pretty comfortable. You got a little pillow there. Like they're like the more comfortable, more comfortable than I think what you're yeah, envisioning. I'm, I'm thinking like the one that the skipper slept in, where you just like <laughs> yes, sort of spiraling that, over. You always and feel fall. like it's going to spin oh, around 100%. and shoot you out the side. Yeah, I've definitely had uh, my fair share of hammock-related injury, um, <laughs> where I will like in my friend's backyard try to get on it and then land on a stick or I don't know. There's there's a lot of things that have happened. So um, injury, Val. <laughs> Uh, Wasn't expecting that on the show today. <laughs> Torn ACL. What happened? Uh, Emily's out. What happened? She got the flu. Not hammock. Hammock again. <laughs> the hammock got her third, again. Third time this month. Um, so, the line to see the Queen lie in state in England at London's Westminster Hall is 14 hours long. 14 hours. So, the longest you would wait in line for something you really, really want to do is an hour. Taylor, Patrick Cap. I don't understand the royal obsession. First of all, I don't. I don't get that. But um, an hour, I'd go. I'd go three hours. Three hours is the longest. All right, Travis. So I I want to go back to the queen portion of this for yeah. a second. Um, the last time I was out of North America, Slee, right? I told you where I went, right? I was in Russia, and we went to Moscow, and Lenin's tomb is a thing that you could go see, hmm. right? And so you could. we waited in line for, it wasn't super long. It was maybe a half an hour to, okay. get, to get through and see it. Glad I saw it, but it was also one of those, like, yeah, that was kind of weird, right? <laughs> I just didn't really have to have done that. So when it comes to watching somebody lie in state, if you will, I wouldn't wait 14 seconds to do it again. I have no interest in it. I'm more towards, if it's something I really, like if you yeah. told me, if you wait in line for three or four hours, you're going to get Dodger World Series tickets, I'd wait in line for that. I absolutely would wait for a long time for something like that. If we're talking lines at Disneyland, 25, 30 minutes tops, and then we're, I'm going to go also, look for something else. this line else. is constantly moving. It's not like you can sit down, you can camp, you can rest your feet. This is 14 hours where you're constantly having to get up, move, no. get up, move. Yeah, Hard pass. Al? Two hours, probably two hours the limit for me, right? It's funny because you mentioned Disneyland. I think there's situations where you just have no choice. Everyone's True. waited an hour line, sure. hour and a half line. You just have no choice. I think this, just it being an actual choice – Two hours seems like that's plenty of time to wait for something that you love. Raider Super Bowl tickets. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to yeah. wait in this line for three hours. You waiting? You're going to get them, but you're going to, you got to wait three hours. I'd wait three. I think so too. But Pat, I mean, Four? two, to be honest with you, two seems like that's my limit there. there but I would wait three. There is a number. Like, if I'm going to wait for three, I might as well wait for four. What you're is it? To the, that point, right? The uh, college basketball, what is it? The Duke, North Carolina games example. Yeah, Don't they just camp no. out? Yeah. 
Don't yeah. they just camp it's out? Weekends. Yeah, but the thing right. is, it's like you're not standing in line. You can camp out. You can be in a tent. You can do all this stuff. Coach Kale of- sends you a pizza too. <laughs> right, exactly. You can take a folding chair. Not anymore. He there was pizza. the remember in the summer, Braun did the Drew League. Yeah, and I think people started showing up at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. is I, I when get they started it. showing up. I wouldn't up. do that, but I get why someone would. Yeah, especially if you don't get a chance to buy a Laker ticket, I know. which is expensive. I I get that in a high school gym for sure. All right, guys. What last one? Uh, so yesterday was double cheeseburger day. Sunday is cheeseburger day. This morning was and, double cheeseburger. Yeah, exactly. Day. <laughs> we had lovely meat district here. We had uh, double cheeseburgers this morning. They were awesome. So if you can only have one topping on a burger, that means uh, plain burgers, just burger buns. If you had one topping on the burger, it would be cheese. Travis, Patrick, cap. Cap. That's a tough one. Yeah, I, I, I. I think if I could only pick one thing, I'd pick onion. But cheese is probably a very close second. So cap, but not really. I'll go. I'll go fact. I'll go with cheese. I'm with you. Onion, pickle. Pickle's like there's a, a couple things too. there. Pickle's a perfect combination. Yeah. Just something about a freaking cheeseburger. Oh. Just something about a damn cheeseburger. If that's all I'm getting in there, then I'll, I'll take. I'll take my chances with that. Chin one. went by with three. Oh, do you know the story? <laughs> He, he went by with oh, no, three no. I, double I already, cheeseburgers. So Berg's got to walk in here um, when we come back because there is a – he's in a dilemma, I'm in a dilemma. And then I talked to John about – because I said, hey, have you had – how many have you had or something like that? I got a story of what he told me. All right, we'll do that next. Taylor, we got uh, – what's the topic? Fact. Who's trying to eat a hamburger? Come on. Cheese, me? please. <laughs> cheese is good, but one thing. Combination of a little onion so on there. A little bite, a little something that's, that's a little, kind of, little texture-y, I'm very too. Ron Swanson, you know, where he, he's like the simplicity just of it. Meat. He doesn't want the, just the meat and then add cheese. If I have that, it's a perfect world. I, and then after that, lettuce, tomato, and I then would, mayo. I wouldn't be bad. These, these all sound good. There's really nothing bad to put on it. Thanks, meat Unless you're putting for putting in my brain. gravel on it or something. There's no wrong way to do it. All right, I need the, uh, the chin update. Plus, um, college football, Slee. We're fired up for SC, but I got a question for you. How long okay. are you going to be fired up for SC? That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. This is where you should do your Sam Elliott impression, Slee. Beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> Tony Romo's. Right, that was good. Tony Romo's swinging that uh, ad right now. Is he? Yeah, have you not seen he's throwing like, meat at people from the other side of the deli counter? He's saying, beef. That's what's for dinner. He kind of lowers his voice. He he goes Sam Elliott adjacent, but he still keeps it in the Tony Romo lane. I live Weird. in a world Where's of no. I live in a world of no commercials, Travis. I don't actually ever see commercials yeah. at any point in my life I, anymore. I, I get it. I know that I'm a dinosaur in that you are. regard. It's okay. I, I understand that, but I'm. I'm you all should right. make a dinosaur noise. I, <laughs> what noises do dinosaurs? Oh, that was more Wookie. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, no, see, you don't understand. Wookies are from the genus Brontosaurus. Oh, oh um, I see, oh, I see sub, where you're going. Subset. That's right. I don't even know the names the of dinosaurs. The genus. That was a, that was a good pull right That's there. 10th so. grade biology. Genus, <laughs> flora, fauna. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Spectrum, whatever. So you're one burger deep right now. I'm one burger one deep, cheese, two patties. One double cheeseburger deep right, right now. Right. Has it been tough walking over there? Because I've gone to the kitchen now at least two or three times, and I've only had one as well. I, Trav has gone two already. You've had two? I have. Oh, man. it's I See, I really want to. I keep going over there. Yes, I'm with you, Slee. I've gone over there at least three times, and every time I pick up the top and I look at it, and I go, yep. I'm going to eat that. And then I close and say, no. Not gonna do it. Who's coming on later? John and Momo. And Momo. Yeah, we're gonna have Michael too at two o'clock. I was gonna say maybe we save uh, save some burgers for the other peeps, or do we just go in and be incredibly? They, they better hurry because Chin's gonna eat them all. He's, so it's funny. I went in and I asked Chin about. it. I was like, "Look, wow, dude, you got three burgers." Yep. And he goes, "You know what? They're just single little patties." I'm like, "No, those are doubles. Yeah. It's fuel." <laughs> um, he's running north of twenty miles tomorrow. Yes. So when I go to the kitchen and I just want to grab some tea, the biggest mistake I ask is, uh, so, um, John, are you running tomorrow? I run five days a week, Al, and tomorrow <laughs> is one of those days, and tomorrow's north of 20. So he doesn't know how many. Maybe he does 20. Maybe he does 25. I don't know how many he's going to do. So do you think those three burgers are going to do absolutely anything to him? Nothing. Nothing. It'll do absolutely Fuel. nothing. He is basically the skinny rock. Like, Rock eats, like, six giant pizzas, right? This is what John Chin does. He just fuels and gets rid of all of it by running a 1,000 miles. So I, I, just a little background for people that maybe don't know this about John Chin, who works with us here at 710. He has run in every single LA marathon. Yep. All of them. Okay? As many as they've had, that's how many he's run in. He's 60-something, I think 62 or three years old. I, I, I believe know. he's told me that before. He is in exquisite shape. He just took three double cheeseburgers and like just nothing. housed them right now. It was nothing. He's just walking by with a plate and has three and, burgers. And he's going to go back was, for three more later, too. No, and then he has his lunch in the fridge that he's going to eat. <laughs> he said, to me, I, I said to him, I said, did you really eat all three? He goes, yeah, and I, I grabbed another one, too. I'm going to put it in my bag. I got nine miles tomorrow. He's not, like, not a euphemism. I've got nine miles tomorrow that we stop for a few minutes, and I'll just eat that real quick before we do the second half of the run. Doesn't it just sit there, though? That's what I said. I'm okay, like, how hey. do you eat a, a double cheeseburger in the middle of a 20-mile run? You've done half marathons. I have. Have you done a full? No. Okay, so. I have. One of the, Did you? you've done a full yeah, marathon? Yeah, I've done a full marathon, yeah. Which one? Uh, it was probably about five years the ago. The LA Marathon? Yeah, LA Marathon. Actually, it would have been before I got here. So, yeah, it was the LA Marathon, and we went from Dodger Stadium down to the beach. Okay. And uh, it was Damn, good 2016. What was your time? Uh, it was about like five hours and 20 minutes. Did you train hard for it? I trained a decent amount for it, but yeah. I didn't. Also, I was running with somebody. So a buddy of mine was running with me. And after eight miles, was he, he got he a holding cramp. holding you back? Okay. Yeah, no, he got a cramp and he left. And he, so I was by he myself. He tapped out? He tapped out. So it was just me by myself. Oh, who I've never done this before. And he's done like five or six of them. And so Have I was by myself. One? Never done a full. Did you do a half? I've done a couple halves. Yeah. The reason why I'm mentioning it, the first half I ever did down in San Diego, we reached, I want to say, the 10-mile mark. It's actually beautiful. You go from Cabrillo National Monument in Point Loma, you take it all the way to Balboa in uh, in uh, downtown. <laughs> reached nice, the 10-mile nice mark. What are they passing out? Water? Burgers. Burgers. Really? They were? Oh, 100%. I was joking. So they're slider size, right? So slider burgers. Enchilada combo? And... <laughs> <laughs> But what do you get for the sides? <laughs> Had a lot of sides. <laughs> the when I tell you I I thought it would be a good and somebody had even told me it might have even been John that told me. I can't remember. Somebody had told me, like, yeah, no, this is 
people they'll they'll eat that's the rest of your fuel the rest of the way so i'm like okay i'm gonna do it i'm 10 miles in i'm kind of like feel like i'm getting ready to celebrate i'm only a few miles away from finishing this thing take a bite of it and i'm running still running eating the burger the cheese gets just gets stuck <laughs> on the roof of my mouth I can't like breathe because <laughs> you have dry mouth. I'm starting to run uphill. Okay, like at this point, I'm running uphill. I'm like that was the stupidest idea ever. Why are they offering sliders? And why did my dumbass take you one? get fries and a shake with the 11 mile mark? Hey, you have something to think about while you're running though. Like, oh, I got to get rid of that cheese. So you're just like just kept going. messing around with it. The, yeah. the one run I did, I did straight it. up passing sliders. I, I did the Disney half marathon, right, where you run through Disneyland in California, you run through Anaheim, the Big A behind. Honda Center, all that stuff. Um, and you're like what you're talking about, Al, you're you're close enough to know I'm almost done with this. I only yep. got about another half hour to run. Right. I got I got three more miles. I got about a half hour to go. It's a it, long time. It is a long yeah. time. But when you've been running for two hours yeah. already, you're kind of like, okay, I'm almost there. You can feel it. The only thing I want is like, just give me some water. Just give me, I want to, I want to drink one. I want to pour another one down my back. That's all I want to do. The idea of like stopping and getting a cheeseburger sounds so dreadful. Awful. I don't know how you could actually even think about eating red meat while you're running. It just, the cheese it just, is worse well, than the meat. Well, all, cheese, of, all of it together, the I bun think the too. Cheese like, is still stuck. Like I think for years, I've not, I've not. <laughs> it's like a filling on. How a long tooth has been now. since you've been to the dentist? How, how long ago was the last time you did it? I probably did it six, seven years ago. Okay, maybe. Berg, when is your Eight marathon? It was 2015 or 16. Okay, so you guys are far more recent than I was. I was 09. I mean, that's recent. That was, what? Yeah, but I'm just saying for <laughs> me, it was 13 years ago. If at this you point. said right now to go run a half, I think I could get it done. I, today? Yeah. Or like to start training to I'm, get it done? No, I think I get it done. Oh, I couldn't. Um, I get it done. I think I'll do fours pretty. I'll do four. I'll do four mile runs, once maybe twice a what week. What would your time be though? So if if I if it's timed and I'm trying to hit a threshold, but you could run hard. for two and a half hours without stopping, because that's about no. That's a well, that's like, there's a really some walking time. that has to be no, allowed. That, in that's a really long there. time. I could I probably go. I, I could probably I go. You didn't I got, walk. I did not. Walk. I walked an entire go mile. Half of it. Legs hurt so bad. I could probably go half of it without. Without stopping, but then I'm going to be stopping. Once you stop two, you're screwed. Oh, that's, that's it. it. Now, now you're, you're, now you're that's stopping. That's it. So yeah. I did um, a Ragnar. I've talked about this before. So yeah. it's it's big relay race. Starts in Huntington Beach, ends in San Diego. It's a team of 12 people. My God. And you take turns running yeah. legs. That's awesome. And they're all different. Um, you get three legs if you have a 12-person team. Mm -hmm. And so I had an eight-mile wow. leg, a 10-mile leg, and a three-mile leg. Jeez. Okay? And you run them all in like a 24-hour yeah. window. So the, the first one, I had my eight-mile leg. Did pretty good. Right, felt good, all, all set, ready to go. My next, and that was like at one o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. My next leg was like at midnight, and it was the short one. It was the three mile leg. Felt like Rocky. Oh, I'm just cranking through the streets. I'm just feel like awesome. I'm gonna fly now. I'm just, <laughs> I, I feel great. Everything feels fantastic. Get in the van, feel pretty good. My next leg is at like eight o'clock the and next that's morning. That's the tenor. That's the tenor. Oof. It's through La Jolla. And La Jolla, for people that have been there, it's it, really dangerous. It's hilly. It's not, it's it is. hilly. Hilly, everything looking over the ocean. I ran about seven miles and got to the first hill. I'm like, I got to, I'm going to walk up this hill. 
walk the rest of the way. Ne- yeah. Never could There's, start you again. Can't go. I could, to your point, yeah. never was able to crank it back. Yeah, your up legs, again. so your what, legs get like they forget what's happening, and you just <laughs> you're like become a machine. But the moment you stop, they're like, oh yeah, we're running. Yes. Now we can walk. The thing that happened with my legs was that I was they hurt so bad that I had to walk. And but then at some point, my legs hurt so bad that I couldn't walk anymore. I it forced me to run because it hurt more to walk than to actually. Then run. Zero kills in my run. I passed zero. I ran 22 nice. miles for you. past zero people. You know what I love about John Chin real fast before you go? John, we're talking about John Chin. He's right there. You, I, you can actually see into his office from yep. the studio. He's right there. He has no idea that we're talking about him right now. He's, he is, he's, he's, you you got to be able to go to a place, Greg, between your ears, if you can run 100 miles in a day, to not listen to two guys yammer away. We're 10 minutes, trapped, we're 10 trapped. steps he away from 570 on. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that oh, that Colin Coward. <laughs> that wasn't a dinosaur. That was Slee's sad Wookiee. I did kind of challenge your, you channel did. your Wookiee a little bit. You did. All right. Uh, college football. SC, Fresno State. Um, Exciting game. I'm excited to see it. Yep. SC is cranked up for the first time, but I wonder how long it's going to actually Go have last. another burger, Berg. Go take it down, Greg. No, That's next. No. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.